Welcome to Satisfied, where our aim is to behold the glory of God. I'm Nick Jackson, pastor of Timberline Baptist Church in Lacey, Washington. And this is Bobby Gaither, pastor of Hope Fellowship in Hillsboro, Oregon. Hey, in this week's episode, we are going to talk... What are you doing, man? My chair is squeaky. We can't even get through the intro. My my chair is squeaky. (laughs) We're going to talk about the book of Revelation. Um, That is the topic for... Uh, this morning, today, um, I've had my coffee. I'm I am waking up still. It, the caffeine is surging through my veins, and I'm excited about this conversation. But let's talk about why. Let's talk. Why is the Book of Revelation important for the church today? Let's start there because I think five years ago, ten years ago, well, not not necessarily for me, but. Um, I think it's easy as a church member or as a Christian to say, well, why does the book of Revelation matter? If, God, if Jesus wins, if he comes back, why do I even need to care about what the book of Revelation has to say? That was a softball, like straight to you. I mean, it, it, yes, um, I, I totally agree. I think most people avoid Revelation yeah, I'm still waking up too. Um, I, I think I need more coffee. Uh, but yeah, Revelation, man. So to give context, like a little bit why I guess we're talking about this. So I just got done preaching. I, I, went to, I wanted to go back and look. I didn't look and see how many sermons we actually did. It was somewhere around 22, 23 sermons. We preached through the whole book of Revelation. I tell you what, it like I loved it. Like I loved going through that book. Um, it definitely goes down as some of the favorite sermons that I have preached, uh, just for at least me personally. Like, I enjoyed them. I felt like my own soul was made well going through them. We did this video at the end of Revelation where we, we, where we recorded a whole bunch of people in the church, and they just said why they liked Revelation and what they learned from Revelation. It was crazy. Like, it was so good. Like, the people were just... They were nailing it, like right on the head, on perseverance, on hope, on the glory of God, on so many aspects. And so uh, you're right. In the past, people have avoided Revelation, probably because there's so much symbolism, because it's hard, because it's not It's not like Paul's letters, which, I mean, Paul's letters are deep and hard to understand too, but there's also a simplicity to them. I mean, they're, they're much more like we write today. Uh, Revelation's not like anyone writes today, really. And so it's just hard to understand uh, without trying to get into some to, to some context and understanding symbols. Uh, but most people, I think, think Revelation is about when Jesus will return. And because, uh, because that's the way we go at it, we think that it, it only matters to those people who live at the end right before Jesus returns. And so therefore, uh, that's its audience. And so if you're not that audience doesn't really matter and so largely it gets dismissed or largely it's just uh revelation is talked about with charts and graphs and and i get it i think those people that they're trying to do faithful work but but they've started on the wrong path trying to answer when is jesus going to return when jesus himself says no one knows but the father and so revelation is not about when jesus returns but it's about how we live as we wait for our king. And uh, so as, so one of the last sermons that got preached, I didn't even get to preach it. I wanted to preach it, but uh, I had another guy in our church preach it. He preached the seven blessings of Revelation. And 
I think there are good reason why we read Revelation. Uh, like the, hey, bef- say? go hey, ahead. Before we jump there, um, l- let's press into a little bit more about why people believe. Why, why would people believe that the book of Revelation uh, is about the times and about discerning the times uh, and markers and um, trying to calculate when Jesus comes back and, and what, what's dangerous about that? So that that's a big question. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean to to I guess go straight at it. There are there are different perspectives on Revelation. There's one perspective, uh, whether you know the term or not. It's it's premillennial. Um, it's premillennial. It's dispensationalism, uh, and dispensationalism literally came out about. 200 years ago with Schofield and Darby um, is promoted by, by D.L. Moody, um, Dallas Theological Southern, Dallas Theological Seminary largely promoted uh, this type of teaching. The Schofield Study Bible promoted a type of teaching where the church and Israel are kept separate. And when you come to Revelation, uh, they're trying to figure out how do we read this, keeping Israel and the church separate and and when is it applicable and when is it not applicable? Uh, who is who are they talking to? Um, and because that that perspective on Revelation is, I think I can say this is largely the only perspective that really goes at trying to pinpoint the time and return of Christ's return. The other perspectives, which which there's differences in those, but I think they get this right, that Revelation is not about when he returns, but it's yeah. about that Christ is going to return. Yeah. And so um, I guess maybe to put a little bit of help, if you're listening to this and you're kind of wondering, okay, I don't even know the word dispensationalism. If you've read the Left Behind series books, <laughs> that's dispensationalism. Um or watch the movie, and I don't want to to say much bad things about that. <laughs> it's just not helpful. Uh, it's not helpful. It was largely taught here in America. You go outside of America, and you actually cannot see or find that position very easily. Inside America, it, it was very popular. It is losing a lot of ground today. And the other positions, um, while there's good strengths and pros and, and, and weaknesses on each of those, um, they're all gaining much greater strength today, which I think, I think is very, very helpful well, for the church. And dispensationalism, let's be honest, is really a very Baptist theology. Right, I mean it. Oh, you just kind of threw us underneath the bus. I did, and I backed it up I mean, because it's not my Baptist well, theology, and, and, <laughs> and nor mine. But what I'm saying is, the Baptist Church or uh, that the progressive dispensationalism yeah. is kind of where they've where they've gone, which I think is more honest and more accurate with Scripture than straight up classical dispensationalism. Progressive is progressively better. Is progressively better. I think. I think um, that's actually how D. A. Carson says it. <laughs> Somebody asked him, "Well, is progressive better than you know regular dispensationalism?" He goes, "Yes, it is progressively, progressively better. better. <laughs> Not great, but and, better." And and I think that's still kind of in large part where the church would land today, as far as the, the American church. I, I don't think it's just a Baptist thing. No. So I. Which okay. So this was neat. So I don't want to spend too much time here because. We can get lost in the weeds. 
but but I was wondering like where our church will be on this. And there yeah. are definitely some yeah. people within our church that that uh, that are dispensational. Hold those teachings. In fact, we did a Q&A after Revelation. Several people came up and, and they asked questions about the church in Israel and stuff like that that you would ask if you were a dispensationalist. And But it was really neat. Like largely, um, as a church, uh, not really an issue as we went through yeah. Revelation. And what's neat is when you just preach through the book of Revelation, uh, and what, what I think is really capture the theme and the... Uh, the flow of the book, yeah. um, you get to see the joy, the praise, yeah. the hope that it offers. Yeah. Um, and, and I think see the much more accurate meaning in it. Um, but I, I do agree. It was very dominant. I was surprised at how little influence or uh, how little it is represented in our church. Yep. Um, yeah. So no, that, that was interesting because I, I wasn't exactly sure where we were as, as a church. Well, and, and this goes back to why, like why preach Revelation and, and what is the benefit of preaching or studying uh, Revelation as a Christian? Uh, I, 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 you started to go there um, and, and I just, totally. I'd just i love for you to fill that out a little bit more. Having just gone through it, um, what were the benefits that your people were saying, man, I learned this and this and this and this and how does that play with, uh, sorry, um, intersect the the main themes um, that, that you preach through? I guess to start, um, well, let me read, let me read Revelation 1, yeah. 3. It says, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Now, let me try to see if I can jump to the end of the book. Um, yeah, 22. 6, 7, and 10. Uh Verse, is it six? Um, verse six, uh, well, well, we'll start in verse six. It says, and he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. So um, in the beginning of the book, at the end of the book, we have the words, blessed are you if you obey this book. And in the beginning, it talks about those who hear and read. And I think, I think that idea of hearing and, and reading and obeying are all tied together. Uh, and so I think largely a lot of people think that they don't need to read Revelation and it's okay to ignore it. I would say if you ignore this book, you're disobeying scripture. You're disobeying God. He's literally saying, blessed yeah. are you if you read this book. Blessed are you if you obey this book. And so to, to say, I don't need that, yeah. or to say it's hard, man, you're, you're rejecting mm -hmm. blessing from God, mm -hmm. uh, which I would, I would say is just disobedient to to, to God, he gave us this book so that we would better know him, that we'd better know the, the times that we live in, this yeah. age that we live in. Yeah. And so, so Revelation begins with just, man, this is a book about blessing. And in chapter 16, it'll say, blessed are those who stay awake. And it's talking about, man, persevere. In chapters two and three, there's, there's seven letters that, that Revelation is written to. Each, each church that is, uh, that is written to ends with Jesus calling them to overcome, to yeah. persevere, yeah. to press on. And so when you come to chapter 16, 
Literally, we're reading, blessed are you if you overcome. Blessed are those who stay awake, who, who don't drift asleep, who don't you know, get distracted by the comforts of the world. In chapter 14, verse 13, he'll say, blessed are those who die. Now, just think about that. <laughs> if reading this book helps you to know, and there's a blessing when you die. So there's a blessing now. Like if you read this book today, you're blessed in what it does in your heart, in your soul. And, and it prepares you to know that, man, when I die, that's a blessing. Why? The fight is over. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we can, Revelation teaches us that there is a fight there's a fight in this world. Uh, will we trust and follow Christ or will we compromise? Will we be distracted by, uh, by the dragon, the beast, the, the false prophet, by this, anti, uh, this anti-bride Babylon and all that she offers? Will we be distracted by the world or will we press on? And so... Uh, Revelate, I mean, just throughout the whole book. In fact, there's other blessings where it talks about blessed are those who share in the first resurrection. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper. Blessed are those who wash their robes in need of the tree of life. Just showing, man, this book prepares us for the blessing of being in the presence of God forever. Like, that's what this book is about. And so, and I think you and I were talking earlier. So the last sermon I preached was, was chapter 22, and I did verses, I think, 6 through 21. And the whole idea of verses 6 through 21 is, come, King Jesus, yeah. come. Yeah. That's how it ends. So yeah. you go through Revelation, it's blessed, blessed, blessed. And of course, there's, there's fighting, and there's turmoil, and you see that you're going to face death, and, and and it's going to be a hard battle at times, but we see that Christ wins. We see that uh, his, his kingdom is triumphant and that we will dwell in his presence and that all sin and, and re- those who have rebelled against God and the dragon, Satan, and all who have followed him will be judged and we will be in God's presence where he will wipe away every tear. We will be with him. And it, it, the book ends so that we, so that you, so that I, so we would say, come, Jesus, come. Like, we're to join Jesus as he says, surely I'm coming soon. And then John says, amen, come, Lord Jesus. That's what we say. Yeah. Yes, yeah. come, Jesus, come. So I don't know. That's, if you want, if you want to be ready for Jesus, you read Revelation, uh, if you want to make sure that you're not being distracted by the comforts of this world, read Revelation. If you want hope in this world, read Revelation. I've been so encouraged. Like, and, I, and I'll, I'll be the first to say, I don't understand all of it. I understand a lot more of it after preaching through it. And I read like, I don't know, like six, seven commentaries, word, like every single word, like all the way through them, cover to cover. Yeah. I got a lot better understanding. But with that, I got, I got more questions too. But despite my questions, despite what I don't know, man, I, 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 my heart is saying, man, come, Jesus, come. Yeah, like, yeah. I've loved this book. You know, you, you mentioned earlier um, that those who would read Revelation are the ones who truly believe they are living in the end times. And uh, the truth of the matter is every generation has thought that. Every generation from the time of the apostles have thought that. And there's a sense in which 
that's true. Doesn't Paul yeah. doesn't Paul say like uh, in the end times many antichrists will come and they have come? Yeah, like, John like, says that in what First John two. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so so from the time of the apostles until the day he comes, those yeah. are the end times. And that that's a really helpful thing to understand is that when we talk about times and. The way the Bible looks at it is is these epoch epochs kind of or these uh, uh, these ages. Mm-hmm. You have uh, you have before Christ, and then you have Christ coming, who has inaugurated His kingdom. Yeah, and 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 upon Christ's death and resurrection, we now live in this in between period where we're waiting for Christ to return and. This is the here but not yet that we talked about with Todd. Yeah, where, where Christ's kingdom is here today. Yeah. And yet it's coming in its fullest when he returns. Yep. And so we live in this time where the very next historical redemptive act that will take place, what I believe yeah. according to the Bible, is the return of Christ, where he will gather his church and he will judge those who have rebelled against him. Um. And that's the age that we live in. So when Paul yeah. says, you know, that it, the time is near, or when John yeah. says we live in the last hour, like that's everything from the resurrection of Christ to the return of Christ. Um, which is why, and I think help in a helpful way, as Christians, we're always to be like what Revelation says, is to stay awake, to be ready yeah. for the return of Christ, because he could come at any moment. I think I think part of what um, I've gathered, you know, we taught through Revelation, the book of Revelation, and specifically in the context of worship, yeah, at Great Commandments Ministries in last November, I think. Um, and what I gathered from that time, um, and I think you mentioned this. I think it's in our notes. Uh, the hope we have that that all evil will be banished. That all um, destruction, all death, um, and, and there's so much evil in the world. I mean, uh, uh, we, you don't have to look far. You don't have to look far uh, to, to know and to see that there, there are things that are wrong with the world. And, and all, all of that will be brought to justice. And not just justice, but it's going to be wiped away. Like, we want Jesus to come back. As, as Christians, we, we should love and look for his appearing. Um, and what I gather from Revelation is uh, affirmation that even though it looks like the world is in complete chaos, it is a sea of glass under his feet. Like it is, he is completely sovereign over it. And the judgment that's, that proceeds from the throne... That that was that was a new picture for me to tell you the truth. I mean, I know God judges the earth, but to see it so plainly and so clearly in the Book of Revelation that the judgment upon the earth proceeds from the throne of God, mm-hmm. um, and that it is well deserved. You know, uh, humanity uh, deserves the judgment of God, and yet we as believers, that's not what we get. We get His salvation. We get mercy we get grace but that doesn't mean we don't walk through trial yeah um and and the book of revelation is 
is such a wonderful um, reminder of that for me, that there's going to be trial. Jesus promised it to us. Yeah. He promised it to us, but he also promises to be with us and that he's sovereign over every minute of it, every you know, and, second. And that's what was really helpful, like going through. You see, I mean, it, it begins, Revelation begins with this vision of Jesus. Yeah. And it's this glorified, awesome picture of yeah. Jesus as this king, as this priest. And I mean, he's just in brilliant color. And, and he's standing with the keys of Hades and death yeah. in his hands, yeah. triumphant, saying, I've, I've conquered. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's this picture of Jesus having conquered sin, death, and Satan at the beginning of Revelation so that when he tells you and I overcome He's not saying overcome and, and maybe, maybe the kingdom of God will win. Yeah. He's saying, no, we've no, won. We won. Like right. the victory is now. Yeah. Press on. Yeah, yeah. We don't press on in a, in a hope like we hope to win the lottery. Like, man, I don't know. Odds don't look good. Yep. But we, we press on with the hope. Our king has won, has yep. conquered. He's the lamb that was slaughtered, and he's the lion that's coming. Yeah. And he's going to judge and gather. And it's just, it's exciting. Well, and that's the culmination of the gospel, isn't it? Yeah. Like this, this is what we're saved to. We're saved to see and to behold all the glory, the wonder of who God is in the face of Jesus Christ, the conquering king. And we can have that assurance now. Yeah. And gosh, I was just talking with um, some other gentlemen for whom we disagree on a significant theological issue, largely the Trinity. Uh, but anytime you degrade who God is, it's not just disagreement. No, yeah. no it's not just disagreement. <laughs> it's it's a bigger issue. I mean, it is it is a gospel issue. Yeah, the Trinity is a gospel issue. The Trinity is is a God issue. Yes. If you lose, yeah. So we're going so, on side. So if you lose the Trinity, you lose the well, God of the Bible, and which you lose the gospel. You, you do. lose everything. You lose assurance. Yeah. You lose you. Yeah. And so part of part of where I was going was is as we're talking about what they believe, they kept on saying, and we hope to be saved, and we hope to be saved. Oh man. They don't have assurance. They don't have assurance. That's a scary thing. That Jesus has won and that they will be, they will persevere to the end. You know, but so we we did a, we, we did do an episode on the American gospel, yes. right? So we did an episode on the American gospel. So that was on a previous episode where there's this new video. You can go on iTunes or uh, Amazon, is it? Yeah, for $14.99. You can buy it for $4.99. You can rent it. It's an amazing video, amazing documentary, which really shows the gospel uh, in that we are saved by grace uh, through faith and saved, man, why am I? By, by grace, grace, through faith, faith in Christ, Christ, according to scripture, for the glory of God alone. Man, totally blinked at that moment. More um, coffee. More coffee. More coffee. <laughs> uh, but so we have this gospel of grace is what we see in the Bible, and then and then the documentary does such a good job showing how so how all other religions are doing a gospel plus works, yeah. and your assurance is yeah. is based upon your works, which means yep. you don't have assurance because you're kind of hoping, have I done enough? Yep. And so that so, anyways, that's still an excellent resource to go look at uh, and to kind of hit on another part of Revelation. One thing Revelation does 
which is so good. It attacks the prosperity gospel. Yes. In fact, I would say Revelation single-handedly deconstructs the prosperity gospel. So the prosperity gospel is, for one, watch watch the movie American Gospel Christ Alone. It'll help you truly understand, especially the last about hour, hour and a half of the movie, really what presents and attacks the, the prosperity gospel, shows it, its shortcomings. Uh, what well, just lines it up next to the Bible? It does, and it just shows this isn't true. But, but the prosperity gospel says God wants your best life now. Yeah. And so all the blessings, all the riches of Christ you are to have now, which means you should have your land, you should have your cars, you should have everything you want now. And and the way you get it is by having enough faith. Yeah. And and one of the ways you demonstrate your faith is you open up your wallet, you give a little bit, so God will open up his wallet and give you some of his riches. So it's very much, it's a, uh, it's a transaction type thing. Uh, and if you don't get riches, that means you haven't given enough, you don't have enough faith. But prosperity gospel yeah. says best life now. Yeah. Revelation says no, no. You have joy now in Christ. Yeah. We do have joy, but that joy is meant to lead us to the great anticipation of the the greater joy of when Christ returns mm. and we will be with Him forever. So. Revelation says, no, no, your best life comes when Jesus comes. And yeah. so right now, we persevere. And in fact, Revelation shows us, like the seals. So there's these things called seven seals, or seven trumpets, or seven bowls. It does get kind of confusing. Um, good commentaries are helpful, in fact, at the... Uh, on our podcast, uh, on our website, which... Oh, dude, you didn't even do the... You didn't even do the, the website, did you? Well, that's at the end, man. But you do it in the beginning, too, don't no. you? No. Well, you should do it. Okay. Dear friends, go to www.satisfiedinchrist.life. Dot so, L-I-F-E. Yeah, in case you can't spell life. And, you know, if you can't spell life, don't go to our website. Um, no. But so we'll put, uh, I'll put a whole bunch of just resources on there of good commentaries, commentaries that I found were just very helpful. Uh, they'll all have different perspectives on them, but I think they're really helpful. Uh, but so anyways... To go back, the seals show us that Christians will die. Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. fifth seal is about the fact that when, when John opens the fifth seal, he, he literally sees saints who have died um, underneath the altar of God in yeah. heaven. Yeah. And they're crying out, God, how long? When will you basically yeah. return and bring judgment on yeah. those who have, uh, have killed us? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we see is yeah. throughout Revelation, there's going to be a fight um, and what we see is, oh, Christ is coming. Oh, do yes. not fear. Yeah. That judgment will come. Yeah. Our death is not in vain because what we see is in Revelation, God uses even our death yeah. as the means of spreading the gospel. And so anyone that says, man, your best life now, God wants you to have everything you want now, go read Revelation. It, now, Revelation isn't a downer. No. It's not saying God, no. God wants uh-huh. your life to suck, but... It's going to be hard. Well, it's going to be a fight. I think Revelation, again, once again, is proof that God is the center of his gospel, not man. Good point. God is the center. The, the whole point is yeah. that, that we are saved to worship this king who came down and saved us apart from our works, not because of what we've done, not because we loved God, but because he loved us. 
Yeah. And he became the propitiation, the, what is it, Timberland Baptist Church? Uh, propitiation means Christ is our wrath absorber. Wrath absorber. I love that you guys define that. Um, and by the way, I brought that to hope, just so yeah? you know. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So Now, the next part is to get the church to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spell it. I know, it's a hard one. Um, but it puts... it. It reminds us that God is the center of the gospel from the beginning to the end. From Genesis in the beginning, God created the earth to the end. In the end, God is the center of Which the universe. Which means if he's the center of the story yes. of everything, yes. then we are... Dude, we, not. We're not. <laughs> we're, we're not even the supporting actors. Like, it, it, Wait, aren't we? Eh, I don't think we're supporting... What, what are we then? I, I think we're the saved. We're the we're the damsel in distress. I guess we're supporting actors. I, think I don't we're know. We're still supporting actors. Maybe. Aren't we? I mean, like yeah, we're, we're the we church. Point, yeah, you're right. We're we the got church. to point to Christ. We're the church. We 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 advance the kingdom in the world. Okay, so I, I'll give you that. But he he Don't is the one. That. I'll give you that. He Thanks, is the Bobby. one who wins. Yeah. He, and what's cool he, is he's the one who stands in because our union with Christ, he yeah. wins. And thus we win. We win. Yeah. Because one of the crazy things yeah. about Revelation is in Revelation chapter three, like twenty-one, which is the last letter uh, to one of the churches to Laodicea, we see there that when Christ returns, He says, "You will sit with me on my, on my throne, throne. Yeah. as I sit with my Father on His throne." Yeah. So Jesus sits on the Father's throone, and He says, can, "You and I will sit on that." Throne can we read also. that? Can, can we read that? that? Chapter because three. I, was it 21? I think that's what it is. 20 or 21? 21. You got it? Uh, I have it in 5, 4, 3, 2. He's using my Bible, which, just so you know, that's so hard to use someone else's Bible. Like, it is. Like, you can just, like, when it's your Bible, you know, you can just basically... I have to be tender with the pages. Yeah, well, I mean, but, like, <laughs> isn't it true? Like, when you open up your Bible... Like, you can just literally think of the page you want to be at, and you can practically grab it and get there just because you've done it so much. You've, you, you know your Bible Like, you better. know exactly. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Revelation. or it's on the right or, side of the page. is on the yeah, left side of the page. Or, okay, down. the book of Habakkuk. That's about this far into the Old Testament. And, I mean, you might be like six or seven pages. I don't know. So Bobby's using my Bible, which is way different than his. Um, Bobby forgot his bag in Hillsborough. Wait. You should probably know that we are we are in Lacey, Washington this morning. Okay, I, I, I do think everyone should know that. And I am I'm so honored to have Bobby <laughs> um, in my office right now. We're in my office. Bobby's never been here before. No, I know. <laughs> That's not true. So, uh, so yeah, Bobby came up la- late last night. You had a meeting last we night. You didn't meeting. get to my house till like 11-something. Yeah. And uh, we just kind of crashed, got up early, uh, got coffee, and, and now we're here. And okay, we're, wait, distraction. All right, yep, go back. Revelation go. 3.21. 3.21. To the one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. This is, this is I, I just think of Ephesians 1, right? Yeah. yeah, like he raises us up in Christ. He grants us every spiritual blessing. I mean, we, we are up. Yeah. In his victory. Well, and you know, like to go back and answer that kind of like that first question, you know, wh- why read Revelation? Yeah. Uh, we read, so 
in the first century, what we see all the churches, and, and we know it's true of every century, and we know it's true today, is that as Christians, we get distracted by the world. Yeah. We get distracted by things of this world, by the lusts of this world, by power, prestige, position, pleasure. Like, well, those yeah. are all peas. That was awesome. You're, um, you're a pastor. Dude, you have to be uh, <laughs> to be able to do that. That was crazy. Um, but like... We're so tempted by these things. And what Revelation does is it says, okay, there's, there's temptations in the world. And, it, and if you want to follow that, if you want to put your hope in that, futility is what lies ahead. Yeah. If you will follow Christ, you will sit on his throne. Well, Revelation shows us. Yeah. Persevere. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard now, but yes, there is joy now, and God will give us the grace to persevere. But if we pursue our pleasure and everything now, we will be disappointed because we will end in judgment. If we pursue yeah. Christ now, we will sit on his throne. Revelation shows us the futility of trusting in anything other than Christ. So if you're sitting here going, oh, I don't know if I want to read Revelation, it's hard. Man, read it so that it will cut. Uh, the the strings of this yeah, world that yeah. pull at your heart yeah. that try to distract you from Christ. I was going to say, I, what you just said reminded me, we don't live for our best life now. We don't live for our greatest joy now. We live for our greatest joy in eternity. Yeah, And that actually is what gives us the greatest joy now. Totally. Um, and that's what I love. We have joy now. We have it now. And it is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it gets so much sweeter than when Christ it returns. It's, and it's joy. I mean, joy in the right things. Yeah. And, and it's not like there are good things on the earth that can become idols, right? And, and, and you, see, you see that in the, pro I mean, again, just go back to the prosperity gospel. That's what that is. It's making an idol of a fleshly thing. It's 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 yeah. loving the gift above the giver of the gift. Yeah. Um, and it's actually completely disregarding a whole theology of suffering. Uh, and yeah. what Revelation reminds us of is that you will suffer. Yeah. If you're going to be faithful to Christ, you will suffer. Well, it unpacks what Jesus said, like in Luke 9, I think it's Luke 9 and Luke 14, where Jesus says, follow me and take up your cross. Up your cross. Okay, so what does that look like? Yeah. Revelation shows Revelation us what that does. looks like. Um, and the neat thing is, is that by our suffering, we show the world the love of Jesus. And we show them what's valuable. We do. What's truly valuable. So our suffering is not in vain. It's not that God just says, mm, follow me, and you suffer as if there's no point to it. Yeah. The point is to, to, for us to direct the world to that which is far more costly, far yeah. more beautiful, far more yeah. um, blessed than anything this world can offer. No, man, Revelation has been good. I, I've loved it. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, one thing I will say, if you want a, if you want to know a better understanding of Revelation, um, maybe don't start in Revelation. Start in the Gospels. Yeah, I, I really That's do find point. that if if you want to better understand Revelation, know what Jesus said in the Gospels. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I would say read a good biblical theology book like uh, God's Big Picture by Von Roberts. That helps you see the. Uh, the story from Genesis to Revelation as one story, mm -hmm. what God is doing in Christ for his glory. 
that do that and then come to revelation because uh, that that'll help you prepare that'll help give you a framework I, yeah. I think those are helpful and we'll I'll make sure all those links are on the on the yeah. website um, I have one last thing to say about revelation yeah and then I'll kick it back to you um, why is revelation important uh, well for one it's scripture yeah and all of scripture is is profitable for life and godliness, which means there's profit in reading and in studying Revelation. Um, second, Revelation gives us the clearest picture of what eternity will look like. Hmm. It gives us the clearest picture of what, what and whom our source of joy is. Jesus is the central figure in the book of Revelation. Yeah. The church is secondary, a supporting actor. I'll, I'll, I'll give us that. Give we're, us that. We're a supporting actor. Maybe. Uh, still, I'm not comfortable with that. Because We've Jesus... got to be in the book somewhere. It, we're in the book. We're, part, we're, we're in the plot line somewhere, we, right? We're, but, but we are the ones being saved. Totally. And, and in the process, we are also... Um, we're his church. Yeah. We're, we're his soldiers. We... we we go forth with the gospel to the world and we believe that the glory of Jesus, the glory, the, the wonder, the majesty, the beauty of Jesus, as we see in Revelation, is worth our very lives here on earth. Yeah. You know, and, and to jump on that, I, I would say, which we didn't say earlier, but Revelation is also very helpful in helping us understand that Christ will return when the gospel has gone forth to every tribe, tongue, nation, language. Because throughout the book, we see that on that day, his throne will be surrounded by people from every, every tribe, tribe, tongue, nation, yeah. language. So yeah. it, if we want Jesus to come, Revelation tells us we need to go. Yes. We need to go and spread the gospel. Yeah, yeah. And that was really helpful for me on really seeing that and seeing that, you know what, as we go, some of us will die, but even in that death... God will use to spread the gospel yeah. and prepare it for others. I, I don't know. Uh, everything about Revelation, I've loved. Uh, yeah. As a pastor, you know, you kind of have those those sermons that just stand out to you that you like. I, I don't know if everyone else always likes them, you know, but <laughs> but like just ones that you're like, dude, that's going to go down as one of my favorite sermons. <sighs> Revelation. I, I mean, there was there was quite a few of those that yeah. I was just like, I love this. Like that's I. Great love this. And so it was good. Yeah. It was good for my soul, for my heart, yeah. for, for what God was just doing in me. So can I throw one more thing out there? I know we're, we're pushing time. Um, I don't want to be the guy. How do I say this? My prayer is not that I die from some accident or die comfortably in my sleep or die, um, uh, in a meaningless way but I want to die for the gospel. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't that be our call to the church? Hey, let's, let's, let's live for the gospel so that our death means something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Um, well, you've been listening to satisfied in Christ. Uh, you can check out our, our website at satisfied in which is dot, 
L-I-F-E. Um, all the resources that we mentioned and many more will be on that website. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, please feel free to find us on our website at website. I feel like I've totally butchered this you, whole end kind of did. <laughs> it's like I have no idea what to say. It's typically my job. That's probably why. Is that the thing? Yeah, that's kind of well, how right. it goes. So since I've butchered this, why don't you save it through closing us in prayer? Can you <laughs> do that? Prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you that, that you are the Alpha and Omega and that you have determined, Lord, the beginning from the end. Lord, you not only know where you are taking us, but you are leading the church. You are leading all of history to its appointed end in which you are magnified and glorified. And Lord, for that, we praise you. And so we pray, Lord, that you would use the book of Revelation that, to encourage your church, to encourage us to persevere, to encourage us to look to you, to encourage us, uh, Lord, to love your glory and to live in light of it. Uh, Lord, would you take... Uh, just this conversation, Lord, and bless it to the praise of your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Satisfied in Christ. All of our links and resources can be found at the website satisfiedinchrist.life.